Kings. Also representing Elijah Brady of Heroes and Kings. It's been a, a wild October. Uh, uh, a definitely personal challenge October. Professionally and personally. Uh, I've had to lay my father-in-law to rest which has been hard on my wife business wise it's been fantastic uh, our, our, our e-commerce store and our brand is doing fantastic uh, more speaking engagements more community service uh, we've just been busy right now Elijah is in Las Vegas on a on a photo shoot this Wednesday I'll be speaking to uh, 80 to 100 young men about health and wellness and entrepreneurship and so on, on, in one perspective is is October is is fantastic but on another you know laying my father-in-law to rest has been quite difficult quite a learning situation Uh, death is never easy but his life and death has many lessons in it Uh, good man great man veteran Air Force veteran Korean Korean War veteran as a matter of fact and My wife, his daughter, is the oldest of of the six siblings, and she took the best of what he was and what he is. You know, the work ethic, the dedication, the accountability, uh, the significance significance of family, and 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 that's what my wife is. So she took the best of that from him. So we got all his business in order and, and laid him to rest. And uh. Yeah, tough week, tough week, tough two weeks because he actually he, he fell uh, about about a month ago almost, and the fall just created an avalanche of other medical issues. So we laid him to rest. But uh, in the midst of that, there's been the the for real new masculinity GQ cover, which in that article also a, uh, an article about Killer Mike and his wife and, and those of us in the diaspora just wondered how come they couldn't put Killer Mike and his wife on the cover and call that new masculinity we posed that question as we know the answer and so we're, 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 we're me and some other individuals entrepreneurs, creatives, content creators, influencers, we're working on something with that as well because we notice this media, this world, for whatever reason, choose not to show the new masculinity, which is manhood, fatherhood, prosperity, and legacy, and different definition and a different image and symbolism of what we think manhood is and the symbols we want to see 
because how what Pharrell was wearing in that cover magazine, I there's no one I know from where I grew up, from my father, my uncles, my brother, my coaches, the few African American male teachers I had, uh, professors in college, men I worked with in different organizations, from blue collar to white collar, I knew no one who choose to go down a path of dressing flamboyant and dressing more effeminate than masculine so I don't have a problem and it's not my issue and it's not for me to pass judgment of those who want to go down that path and want to be that way or dress that way or be that colorful what I have a problem with is they don't show enough of the other side those of us who put on a basic banker suit like a nice Hugo Boss suit, a nice Giorgio Armani suit, a nice Calvin Klein suit. Those of us who just cut our grass, work on our cars, take our wives out to dinner, or take our girlfriends out to dinner. Those of us who who have raised kids, who teach our kids how to ride bicycles, who teach our kids how to read, write, and, and do arithmetic. Those of us who now, as me, being in my 50s, I have kids in college. I talk to my daughter and son every day. With the new technology, I'm always Venmoing and cash apping them money to get through school. How come we don't see those images? And that's what we have a problem with. Where is the balance? We just want balance. And so we're working on something like that. This is called the New Masculinity Project X. So be looking for, looking out for that and be on the lookout for different narratives, different images, and different symbolisms for what new masculinity actually is. On another note, and coming back to the situation with my father-in-law, one of the things my wife does she is a marathon runner which I think I've spoke on it previously she is a marathon runner half marathon runner she's just a long distance runner and I've been running with her on the weekends trying to get into it because running is not my thing although as a as a health nut and a health and wellness professional I realize the significance and power of running running is probably the oldest exercise known to man to keep you in shape but there's there's an intersection of where running begins to be be a detriment to your body as well and that's letting you know you either run too much or, or you're running too much or you're not in good shape or good balance to do it but anyway my wife she started running literally a few years after my daughter was born and it it, it came out of wanting to lose weight first she was walking let me take a step back. First, she did Weight Watchers, and that got some of the weight off. Then she started walking in the midst of doing the Weight Watchers, as well as doing aerobics and, what is it, Tybo? I think it was Tybo. Tybo and some of the other video exercises that used to be back out, out in the day. And when I met her, she was doing aerobics and, and really was very active and liked to hike and run, hike, hike basically. So... She started out walking, and a few times that I went walking with her, that she literally was walking so fast, I'd suggest she started running. 
and from the running, she just went out and bought some basic, I want to say New Balance shoes, or just went to a sporting goods, just got some basic tennis shoes, and she was getting up into the two and the three miles with the walk and running, and she started having shin splints, so me being a person that's into athletic gear and fitness gear, knew that she needed to be fitted for shoes, so, um, went into I think I either looked in the phone book or or did a search on Google at the time it wasn't even thinking Google I think it was even AOL at the time and found two places here in Atlanta that does shoe fittings one is Philippides and the other is Big Peach so she went and they do a, a foot assessment see how your gait is how you walk how you run and what you're running for and they fit you for a shoe Around the same time, my son was getting ready to get into cross-country and track as well. So he was starting his running as well. That's the two things my wife and my son share, long-distance running. And uh, she got fitted for a shoe. And from that, she became Miss Miss Long-Distance Runner. It changed her world. She went to Big Peach and got fitted for shoes. And it literally opened her world up to this this new thing of long distance running and my wife is a beast she has a vo2 max that's up towards 50 almost mine is down like around 28 32 it's terrible which i know i need to improve i have to improve on that if i ever want to do me a marathon or even an ultra marathon which is on my my my, my uh my list of things to do before i leave this earth so anyway so my wife is a, is a great long-distance runner. She ended up joining the Atlanta Track Club, and she's she just has so many trophies and awards and pictures of her running marathons and 3Ks and 5Ks. She participates in some of the some of the kind of the Olympic events where it's the dashes and shot put, and uh, she just has she just found her a whole new outlet that's hers, that's unique to her, and. I support her. I make sure she's whatever she needs for her to go do her running. I do whether it's watching a dog, and now we have to watch her mom, and we also have a nurse's assistant for her mom too. So if I have something, I have to do. But sometimes she used to she would take the dog with her. She now can outrun the dog basically, which is the, the, the craziest thing I've ever ever understand. How how can we have a Rottweiler named Bernie? He weighs about 110 pounds. And he's the descendants of wolves. And this boy can only last three miles where my wife can do the marathon. And he's ready to just drop dead. And she's pulling him, which me, I'd have him in shape as well. But anyway, that's another story. And so this year she ran all the races. I think she has a total of, she did a total of 11 races this year. Or 10, nine or 10, nine races or 10 races. And she's, she would complete the Grand Prix series today. So this thing with her dad passing away and them having the services and she's having to travel up to Boston, up to Massachusetts and do everything. And then trying to get back, the one thing she wanted to do was just run this last event. She just, it just, that, that would be her thing to just kind of, kind of get through the grief and get through all this stuff that has taken place with her dad. 
taking care of all this stuff and doing everything and, and, and just trying to handle business and she handled a whole bunch of her dad's business with the other brothers and sisters and that went fantastic take care of all the financial stuff the cars you own the home how that's going so all that got taken care of in the midst of that she didn't she didn't register for the race and I could have went yesterday. I could have went down and picked up her bib and got whatever she needed, but for whatever reason, the, we knew we knew she had the race, but we didn't think about the logistics of the day before of picking up your race bib and getting your number and doing all of that. And uh, she called me. She was on the way home from Massachusetts because they picked up cars and brought cars back. Her and her brother and her mom, and they drove back home. And about. Seven or eight o'clock last night, she called me in tears. She's like, "Babe, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to have you go down and pick up my bib, and I can't pick up my race bib, and I'm gonna miss this race. And this is all, I, this is all I, I, I wanted to do after just going through all this stuff that I've gone through this this month, and I just wanted to get this the last race in, which is the Grand Prix series. And she would just end up and just just bawling, you know." From, from losing her dad to now not being able to do this last race where she's ran every race this year it just it just it put her at an emo, it just it was just an emotional downer and then she was picking up some some, some Italian food and it was a miscommunication and the order wasn't right so she was just just a, a, a crying just mess and so the moment she called me, I said, okay, what can I do? Here it is, 8 o'clock at night, the the night before the, the night before the race. The race is at 7 o'clock this morning, 7, 7.35 this morning. What could I do? So I get on Facebook. Actually, I, I get on the internet. I go to the, to the Atlanta Track Club website, and I look at all the tabs. How can I contact someone? So there was a contact number there called and, and contacted number, which they were closed. It's, they, they, they've got banking hours, nine to five, Monday through banking hours, nine to five, Monday through Friday. So they were closed. So I left a message and then I said, OK, this is 2019. There's social media. I said, you know what? Let me see if they have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, or maybe it's, some, it's a bunch of folks who are going to be in the race bunch of them are talking maybe we can get get someone's ear get someone who possibly can help and so i get on the atlanta track club facebook page and they have but you, you know you have the instant messenger on the side so i clicked on it and i said and i said i clicked on the chat the chat piece and i clicked on the chat and i said hey my name is glenn andrews my wife's name is rena andrews um she just it, just had services for her dad her dad just passed away and she's on her way back tonight and, and, and we didn't get a chance to get her bib can you help and because my wife had already given up and for me I don't give up you know I, I think the only time you give up on something is is when it's like in her, her 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 dad can't do anything anymore when you pass away when there's death that's that's the end but until then, as long as there's human beings involved, as long as someone's alive, we got tele- technology, a way to communicate, there's always something somebody can do. There's 
always something somebody can do. You do not accept no. You do not just tell yourself no before you investigate or find out or find somebody or find a phone number or find someone who knows someone that may be able to assist you to get something done. Two places in, on this world that I've learned that. I learned that working in mortgage banking when I was working for a company where we were doing $10 million a month and then we was doing $100 million a month. And we got transactions done. We got closings done. We got money sent to places where it, it was impossible. We even put back back then, if we needed to get a loan to North Carolina, South Carolina, and there was some technical difficulties, we would buy a, a, a bus seat and have somebody ride the bus and send the documents to that ter- a closing attorney, a title company, to make sure those individuals could get their home. So everything and anything is possible unless you are dead. That's the only time when you've buried someone or, or, or someone who's the point person. As a matter of fact, it, it is, it is, don't ever tell yourself no. Don't never accept that you can't get something done. You got to always ask. You got to always see what can be done till, till you exhaust all avenues. Then you let it go and move on. And, and, and chalk it up to a lesson of you know what at the very least I did try to figure out how I can do whatever I need to get done but it was to no avail now it's time to move on but you must first try ask and find out and I got that from Elmore McConnell a little small thing he did one day about five years ago in another gym I was running basically I, I, I eat salads every day and I pack my lunch pack my, my meal prep and I forgot, forgot my fork, forgot my fork. Matter of fact, I forgot my fork and I forgot my salad dressing. And I was sitting up in the gym with this nice salad and I had no fork and no, no salad dressing. So Elmore had just finished training one of his clients and Elmore being the grinder, Elmore McConnell, uh, we train Atlanta, being the grinder, the hustler, the hard worker, being, being, being the trainer that he is. He's like, hey, Glenn, you know what? There's a restaurant down there right here on the corner. Just go ask them. You know they have a fork. You know they have dressing. Let's just go walk down there and ask them. I'm like, nah, man, we can walk into some walk into somebody else's restaurant and ask them for some ask them for a fork and some dressing. And he's like, why not? All he can do is tell you no. And that literally was the was a, a, a lesson for me, an epiphany. As Elmore was telling, he's like, Damn, man, you know what? You're right. You have nothing to lose when you open your mouth and ask for something that you don't already, you don't even have, and all they can do is tell you no. And then you can go to the next restaurant or go to the next next place and see if somebody somebody could help you. And we literally walked down walked down the, the walkway. It was, we were in kind of like a, a office complex type place where this restaurant was. We walked down, and I'll tell you what the name of the restaurant. It was the Five Seasons, and I want to thank the, thank the Five Seasons, and I forget the young man's name who was the manager there. Walked down to the Five Seasons, asked him for. He said, "Hey, I forgot. I have made me a salad, but I forgot my my fork and my salad dressing." So here's a fork, and you know what? We we we, we did this special Italian vinaigrette, Russian something dressing, and he gave me some dressing and a fork, and I was like, "Wow." Wow, this is freaking incredible. 
here I am just willing to give up and just go just drink a protein drink versus eating my salad. And Elmore was like, yo, there's a restaurant down there. Let's go ask. Ask him for a fork and a, and a fork and a, some salad dressing. And walked down there, met the manager of the restaurant, got my fork, got my dressing. What that became was a relationship where we hardly ever used the restaurant. We would go down there and have our meetings in that restaurant and spend our money there. And I would spend my money there because of that service, because of what they did that they didn't have to do. And it's just a small little gesture. But even bigger than that, I took that lesson from Elmore. Uh, anything that's not going right or going right and you need you need help or assistance or you need something you have to open your mouth up you have to do some research you have to dig and 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 find someone who possibly can help you and you keep asking you keep doing till 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 you just get someone just tell you freaking no and then you move on but until you get a no you don't never give up until you get a no you don't never give up period and so coming back to my wife and the Facebook chat and I, I told this I typed in there my name is Glenn Andrews my wife is Rena Andrews she just came back from her, her her dad passed away she's on her way back from the services she didn't get a chance to get down there to pick up her bib can you help and for about 20 for literally 10 to 15 20 minutes there was no response and I said, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm watching. I see all that the Atlanta Track Club do in, in, in the community participation, and I understand there's individuals who take advantage and, and 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 don't show up on time and don't do what they need to do, and the whole protocol and procedures that you need to follow when you're supposed to sign up on the day, come the day before, or the two days before there's a running event. I understand all of that. But sometimes there's circumstances where people need to be human beings and understand that there's some things that take place that just that 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 are real and some customer service, some human service can go a long way. And that's all I was asking for. That's all my wife wanted at the time. Just some human service, not customer service, human service. And so I was I was really getting pissed because I was sitting there and there was no response. It's because I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, folks lie about things to get things. And I don't lie about anything to get anything. Matter of fact, I don't lie, period. So if I'm thinking whoever's on the other side probably assume that maybe I'm lying just to, just so I can find a way to get my wife's race bib. So I said, OK, so they. they, they First, they let me sit up there for a while for a good 15, 20 minutes and and no answer. After they, they read, they, I saw where the, the caption was read, where my caption was read. So that was starting to piss me off because someone, someone from the Atlanta Track Club had read it. So then the wife came in and she was still crying and upset. And I'm, I'm, so she started to unpack and I was letting her, she came upstairs and she saw what I was doing on the computer. And I said, you know, I got them on, on chat and this is what I'm trying to do. So literally no one, no one, someone read it because you can tell somebody read it, but there was no response. And it was after about 15, 20 minutes. So I said, okay, if, if this is how, this is what, this is what the Atlanta Track Club is about, at least tell me no. 
I can and I can understand under the protocol and will call and what you need to do being within procedures just tell me no I've asked you you can tell me no then we can move on you know it's, it's, we can move on and that's just the way I looked at it I, I, I wasn't going to be happy because I wanted my wife to be happy but if you can just come back respond and tell me no I accept that but then it, it, but the more I thought about it the more it upset me because I'm thinking maybe they think I'm just lying so what I did I went online I got my father-in-law's obituary I copied it and then I posted it into the chat. I said, I said, you know what? I guess the answer is no. Here you go. This is this is my my, my father-in-law. And I posted his 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 obituary in there and it popped up with his face. And you can see my wife's name in the family. And and I just said thank you. And I closed it. And you know, went down, we started e- eating dinner, and, and and I was done. I, I was pissed and I was done with it. And a lot of times in situations like this, I'll go in. I, I'm literally gonna go in because I have a problem with, with organizations who put themselves out to have this connection to human beings and showing these pictures of folks hugging and smiling and doing great things. But but here's a situation where you can really, 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 really do something for someone in need, not because we want this special treatment. Her dad just passed away. So you mean to tell me her dad just passed away, she's driving back home, and all she want to do is run this race, and you can't make a you can't do something for that? I said, okay, because I, I, I was prepared to go in this week. However, came downstairs, uh, closed my laptop up, came downstairs, and we were eating dinner, and just talking about all that has transpired and, and her being upset about the race and whatnot. I said, you know, I, I, I picked up my phone and I, I, I said, let me go and check, 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 see if there was a response to it. And there was a response. There was a response. Someone got back from Atlanta Track Club and said, hey, uh, our condolences to your family. What Rena can do is pay $25 and go to Will Call and she can get her bill. And from that, it it literally changed the night. It changed my wife's spirit. Made me feel better. It calmed me down because I'm a fighter. It's a lesson for my wife. I had to tell her, I said, this, I said, babe, you, you, you have to never quit and give up on anything. And I'm, and I'm going to publicly, publicly on this podcast, thank whoever it was on the Atlanta Track Club for responding. Uh, I don't know why it, it took so long. I'm not going to even get into that part, but I want to thank you because this this small this 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 big gesture on our side and maybe a small gesture on your part and just watching the chat window and pro- providing this opportunity for my wife to get this race in after the passing of her dad is huge it's huge you you just do not know how important running is to my wife and the only thing getting her through this week was the fact that she was going to get all 10 races in 
for all the races in this year under the circumstances. And so, Atlanta Track Club, you came through. Elmore McConnell, brother, you, you have, you, all my life I've met men and women and different people who have planted little seeds and little nuggets for me to do and me to be who I am. And, and he gave me that, that little piece of whatever, whatever's going on and you need something or you need somebody, you don't accept no until something just, just blocks you or tells you no. And even then you keep pushing. You do not accept no. And so, so today I want to thank my, my good friend, great father, great personal trainer, entrepreneur, businessman, Elmore McConnell for that, for, for giving me that, that piece. It started with a, with a fork and some salad dressing. And I want to thank the Atlanta track club for allowing my wife to get her 10 miler in today because with all that has transpired this month and it is another little medical piece my, my, my wife is getting ready to have her her second uh kind of breast cancer breast cancer surgery and and she's she's that's another story so so getting this getting this this race in getting this race in it, it may be small to some folks but this is this is a big big thing for my wife and so Atlanta Track Club Elmo McConnell my brother thank you never accept no never accept no this is Glenn Andrews of Heroes and Kings 2% Mindset and the new Masculinity Project X. Heroes and Kings, Glenn Andrews, Elijah Brady, signing out.